Yeah, um, hi everybody. Um, my name is Caleb. Uh, I'm a product designer, technical writer. So this is, I'm very grateful to Yakihone for letting me use this platform to share my knowledge. I want to say a special thank you to Yofu and Sean. And I want to say thank you guys. And uh, we'll begin right now. Just give some example. What are the real world examples of this uh, successful product that's achieved very strong product market fit? Building a user-friendly website, optimizing checkout processes, and providing uh, exceptional customer service contributes to achieving uh, a very good uh, product market fit. What are the common signs that indicate that a product has achieved the market fit? And uh, immediately, Netflix uh, shut that down. Even, even though they felt that they were going to make a lot of money when they um, stopped people from sharing the password, they shut it down because users were against that. Yeah, so I think that is a very good uh, example of your market. Hello, hello, welcome, Caleb. And uh, this is Yaki Hong Homebox Show. It's our podcast. And uh, Yaki Hong is a Nostra based decentralized content media protocol which supports free curation, creation, publishing, and uh, reporting by various medias. And uh, Homebox Show is a podcast channel that hosted by Yaki Hong and we were distributed to all the main main platform of podcast so today uh we are so glad and so 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 happy so grateful to have calib today and calib is one of our uh, contributors that's really 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 uh into yakihon and participate in all kinds of events and today he will share with us about uh, he his new knowledge he learned and uh, he was so generous to share with us the product market fit. Okay, let's welcome Caleb. Could you introduce yourself? Yeah, um, hi everybody. Um, my name is Caleb. Uh, I'm a product designer, technical writer, but um, lately I've dabbled into so many things. Okay, recently I worked on uh, Web3 Data um, Alchemist and, uh, and recently I also attended startup school. And um, I think with the knowledge I gained from startup school, I, I decided to share uh, on this podcast today a, a few topics. Um, we'll be talking on the product market fit, and uh, and I will subsequently touch a bit on uh, the product solution fit. Um, so this is I'm very grateful to Yakihone for letting me use this platform to share my knowledge. I want to say a special thank you to Yofu and uh, Sean. And uh, I also thank you guys. And uh, we'll begin right now. Okay, let's so let's let, let's begin. So the the yeah, yeah the first question. Uh, let let's start from the basic. What is the definition of product market fit, and why it is so crucial for the success of a product or for a business? Okay, so a product product market fit describes a scenario in which a company a company's target customers are buying using and telling others about the company's products. In a nutshell, when a company is said to have attained product market fit is when their products fit to their designated customers. So when their customers are able to tell other people by word of mouth that this product is good, you can use it, and they are satisfied by the products, that company is said to have attained product market fit. So basically, a lot of companies are attained product market fit and uh, it's one of the highlights in business because once you attain the product market fit, your business stabilizes and you begin to get a lot of returns. 
even without doing advertising because right now your customers are now the ones who in turn advertise to friends families and wherever wherever they go to yeah that's uh that's a uh, that's kind of new stuff right yeah yeah and uh and uh, in this uh, product market feed uh it, of course the, there is a you you need to have target market and the customer segments and uh, how do you identify your target mar market and the customer segment and uh what strategies you can can you use to to narrow narrow down the ideal customer profile okay so firstly um to attain product market fit the, the first thing you have to do is be able to define your problem so we see many startups come up without actually defining their problem and uh, knowing who their designated customers will be. Um, sort of some startups just come up and just feel, okay, this product is good. It is very possible for your product to be great, but the market might not be ready for your products or your products might not be uh, tailored to that particular market who are supposed to use it. So let me use an example. If you want to uh, create a product for, for let's say, uh, nursery school students, nursery school people, you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, interview or do a research on professor students or just general students. You would have to do research based on nursery school pupils, then take their insights, define what you find, then tailor your products that towards them that will suit them. So what and we noticed during our startup school was that a lot of these companies just go with the holistic data and not do in-depth research and analysis to analyze the markets or their target audience before coming out with this product. So, and in turn, when you don't do this, it will affect the lifespan of the product because when you when you give out the product people don't want, or it's not going to work. And secondly, is because most times these startups, especially founders, see the world through their eyes. So, like I use the example of designing or coming up with the products for primary or secondary school students and interviewing professors. Okay, imagine. Um, I and your fool uh, are trying to come with a product, and uh, we can only see from our eyes, from our perspective. And uh, we know perspective is very is key because the way the primary school students will look at that problem is different from the way we as adults might look at it. So sometimes the startup comes come up with the approach from their own perspective without the perspective of the customers, which in turn will cause a catastrophe in the business. Yes, and uh, yeah. in this uh, when when a product and the, when a when a this uh, a business start start doing this uh, product market fit, and uh, yeah. what are the common signs that indicate that a product has achieved market fit? Okay, so I would like to talk about before I answer this question, I would like to talk about uh, a few things that could be done in order to not make the mistake of missing your product market fit. Firstly, you have customer interviews. So basically as a startup or a business, you have to ensure that your customers are uh, uh, aware or you're aware of the problems of your customers. So basically you have to conduct, conduct in-depth interviews with potential customers to understand their goals, challenges, and motivations. Secondly, you have to um, check the demographic analysis. So you have to strategize or check the strata of your, your users. Are they, uh, you have to use gender, you're going to use location uh, to ensure that your product is tailored to the to direct uh, people who you want to use it. You have to kind of give analysis and also 
personal development. You can come up with personal personas for uh, individuals who are going to use your product. So back to your question, you asked me um, some signs that indicate a product has achieved market fit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one is high high customer satisfaction. So basically, products mm -hmm. with high uh, customer satisfaction have attained product market fit. We can see example um, of Twitter. Um, I can see Netflix has attained product market fit. Um, I can also see WeChat has done that. Yeah, because I know WeChat is like very popular in China and uh, that's integrated a lot of functions. I think WeChat yes. started as a tech, <laughs> as a text app, but right now WeChat is doing a lot because they listen to their customers and I think with insights and being able to analyze the customers and their problems, they become a globe, a wonderful global company. And uh, another thing is the rapid growth in user base. So when there's a rapid growth in user base, not signups, when there's a rapid growth in actual users, not just signups, it shows that a product of a um, product market fit and also increasing revenue. And one of the favorite things I like is the strong referral rate. So basically companies that have a product market fit did not do so much marketing or advertisement because uh, people who use their products to tell other people on their behalf. So it's more like a referral kind of thing whereby I use a product and uh, I tell my friends and like, wow, I use this and this is nice and I get my friends to use it. So th this is how we know that a product or, uh, or a startup about thing that a product market fits. Yeah. And uh, and uh, since there, there is, a, there is a, a product, a procedure to, to achieve the market fit and the uh, how can you measure and uh, assess that the level of this uh, uh, product to uh, uh, achieve the product market fit? Okay, first, um, that's what we call the NPS, which is called the Net Promoter Score. Um, NPS measures uh, customer satisfaction and loyalty by asking customers how likely they are likely to recommend the product to others. Exactly what I've been saying. Um, NPS is used to measure um, the willingness of customers to uh, uh, refer your products to friends and family and whoever they come by. I remember uh, the first time I used Netflix and the experience was wonderful. I told my friends, I told my family and we got uh, a family account. And you would say, you would say um, the company has attained a product market for because people willingly uh, uh, refer these products even without getting any incentive from the company. You get so another measure we can use the customer survey uh we have to we can conduct regular surveys to gather feedback on customer satisfaction their pain points and their willingness to continue using the product so uh we can do customer surveys uh to know if these customers are willing to continue uh, are willing to continue and using our product totally we can check at uh, the conversion rates and uh, we can also check the qualitative feedback i think lastly you can use user engagement metrics uh, this we can use to track engagement metrics such as active usage, uh, the session length, and uh, uh, I think the future ad adoption. Uh, that's this is how to mm -hmm. gauge how customers interact with the products. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, and uh, uh, since you just mentioned that uh, the customers' feedback is so important, it's really helping to for product to achieve this product market fit. And how how yeah. can this customer feedbacks and the, all of this data to to leverage or validate it or refine this uh, this uh, product market fit for product? Okay, so I think why why I love feedback is it opens uh, 
uh, one's eyes to some problems that you might not know exist in the first place. So basically, uh, the product team, maybe the development team are working and basically they've missed some things. But one thing I love the user is the user is not afraid to tell you what they want. So basically, the first thing is the feedback loops. So we have to establish a, uh, a mechanism to gather insights directly from customers, not uh, maybe third party, but directly from customers. Uh, this includes surveys, you can use feedback forms, you can use in-app tools or customer support interactions. These are ways you can use uh, the feedback loops. We also have feedback analysis where you analyze customer feedbacks to identify recurring patterns. And also you look for trends that can help prioritize improvements and validate assumptions about what customers truly value. We also have A to B testing. I think this is also popular in uh, product design whereby uh, we use data analytics tools to track how customers use products. Uh, so what we do is to compare different versions of a product or specific feature. So we come up with A, we test it, we come up with B and test it. Then we see which of them the user interacts with, with most. Um, we also have user interviews. Uh, we conduct regular interviews with customers to delve deeper into their experience, needs, and pain points. And also, uh, uh, yeah, that's it, that's it. Yeah. And uh, when customer or users of a product have some feedbacks, of course, they're going to be uh, a lot. And uh, even from different directions, different uh, perspective. And um, uh, some of them, uh, maybe maybe it's not so fit the the original purpose or proposition of this co uh, product's core value and how can you integrate and uh, pivot your product to improve its fit with the target market but without losing its core value proposition if i get you you're asking how uh how it's written and providing our essential strategies for product market fits yeah but okay yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah to, so to improve first, it but yeah, not so losing the core value okay first thing is customer feedback definitely feedback will top the list so once you continually gather feedback from customers to understand their pain points it will help you iterate your products and uh, uh as someone who has worked on a product since before i know how that can be tricky with moving away from the core value of uh, of the product but sometimes we have to, uh, what we call, will I say, forgo one for another. So it depends on what the the product vision is. If the what the users want is not something that we stray far away from the core value of uh, of the of the product team or core value of uh, of what the, uh, the product is trying to solve, I think it's welcomed. Yeah. So something else we can use is data driven decision making. So the company or the or the startup the product team have to rely on data and analysis and assess the impact of changes on the user behavior and satisfaction. So you have to ensure that uh, whatever changes you are trying to make or whatever thing you are trying to test doesn't negatively impact the, the user behavior and satisfaction. Data helps validate assumptions and prioritize improvements, definitely. Thirdly, it be A to B testing. A to B testing, uh, uh, is to compare different versions of the products or specific feature. It allows to make data-driven decisions based off user preferences. So basically, whatever your users actually want, uh, that is what that's what you are going to do. Because um, it's one thing to 
want to enforce uh, 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 a feature, but if your users want something else, you just have to go with what your users want. You also have what we call incremental changes. I, did, I, love, I love this because it ensures that features are not just dumped on users. So they are uh, done incrementally. So basically you're not putting it all at once. You're just taking it a step uh, at a time so that before you know it, the user would have gotten used to that feature or to that product. Uh, so we also have to maintain your core value, as we've said, and so that whatever changes you're making doesn't stray far away from the core value of the business. Uh, as also, you have to use a user-centric approach to ensure that your users are your highest, pre highest preference and their feedback are what, are what guide your iterations. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. It, it, it is true that uh, you may need to, uh, why you're using this uh, analysis in this uh, data, this feedbacks, you, you need to uh, keep, keep your core value for a company, right? And um, yeah. yeah, and uh, and uh, 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 since we have so 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 many of these conceptions or the the stuffs, and uh, let's have some example. Just give some example. What are the real world examples of this uh, successful product that's achieve very strong product market fit, and uh, what can we learn from them? What what is the secret of them to be okay, achieved? Okay, so I will say. Yeah, I would say I, I, I was going to say Discord, but let me use Slack. So one notable example of product that achieves strong market fits is Slack. Um, I wouldn't say I don't have my data might not be right, but I would say seventy. No, let me say sixty percent of companies right now uh, use Slack, especially uh, the companies I've had I've come in contact with all use Slack, and uh, it has gained rapid popularity due to its intuitive interface, seamless integration, and effective team features. Uh, Slack identify a clear pain point in, in the workplace and solve that problem. And uh, it's, I, I call Slack the mini office. The Slack is just like an office whereby everything can be done, side calls, team meetings, and uh, you can upload your projects. In, uh, you can share your screen and do a lot on Slack. I would say Slack is a, is a real um, world ex, um, an example of a company that has achieved uh, product market fit. And, I think the way they've done this is by understanding user needs. I think they understood that um, uh, this uh, lack of communication between the office uh, uh, system and uh, they came up with solutions that solve the problem across all stratas. And uh, I think the success of Slack is attributed to the ability to address real problems faced by businesses, making it an indispensable tool for teams. I think Microsoft Teams as uh, Slack is still up there in a you know you know you know the business world and also slack has a very wonderful user experience and uh and a very easy to use uh interface i think that's where they got it right i think another example is netflix netflix disrupted the video rental industry by providing a convenient streaming service and uh and i think Netflix has grown all over the world because right now you know, they have offices in africa they are doing stuff in the, in the, in the us and uh I think Netflix is another very good company that's achieved a product market fit. And something happened recently where, where I say customer feedback is like the best. Recently, um, Netflix announced that they are going to stop password sharing. And a lot of people kicked that kicked against it. I think a lot of customers said, no, one of the core features we enjoy on Netflix uh, is being able to share the password with my family and friends. 
And uh, immediately, uh, Netflix shut that down. Even, even though they felt that they were going to make a lot of money when they um, stopped people from sharing the password, they shut it down because users were against that. Yeah, so I think that is a very good uh, example of product market fee. And uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 thank you. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and uh, for this uh, uh, product market fit, I think uh, uh, it is uh, another main purpose for a company or for, or for a business to continue uh, to, to for this, uh, this uh, customer, customer, this users to, to stay, to retain them and uh, to yeah. have a sustainable business model. Now, how does product market fit can influence the, the, the customer uh, retaining strategies and how, how can this help to uh, uh, leverage to create a sustainable business model? Um, okay. Uh, uh, I think you're asking um, how to... Uh, yeah, how, how, how this product market fit, this can influence uh, customer and, customer uh, acquisition and uh, retention strategies. And, uh, and, and uh, uh, yeah, how this can, how, how this uh, product market fit to help uh, a company to create a sustainable business model. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. And product market fit significantly influences customer acquisition and retention strategies, definitely. When a product meets the needs of customers, effectively, it becomes easier to attract new customers and retain existing ones. Um, we have um, some ways that it can be done. And uh, for a sustainable business model, you can first in the customer acquisition. I said, with product market fit, your product becomes more appealing to the target audience. Uh, this when the positive word of mouth, referrals and organic growth become more likely. Uh, as satisfied customers share their experiences uh, with other customers or their friends and families. Uh, you can also use targeted marketing strategies based on customer profiles to attract more of the right users. So the, uh, let me explain that right that last sentence. So if you know a particular demographic of people use your products, and uh, maybe let's say the product that you launch, you notice that families use your products. What you will do is to uh, re-strategize your marketing or your advertisement towards the family settings to ensure other families uh, adopt, adopt your product. We have retention strategies whereby satisfied customers are likely to stay engaged and continue using your product over time. Uh, you, can implement, you can implement customers' retention programs, loyalty rewards, uh, and uh, incentives, and, very, and good personalized experiences to nurture long-term relationships. Let me give an example. <clears throat> I think we have MTN. MTN is a, is a popular telecoms company uh, in, I think, in Africa, basically. I think they're only in Africa right now. So there's something they give to their customers who actually use high amounts for calls and data. So uh, I think in most popular airports, they have a launch whereby high-paying customers can go and use that launch for free and even eat uh, just to you know, give the customers some incentives to want to use the products more. Uh, we also have customer feedback, which I've explained before, and a continuous improvement of a product. I, I say this uh, to my friends and business owners that um, for you not to lose your customers, you have to ensure that um, your product is improved on a daily basis. Or your product is, uh, how do I put this now? Uh, 
okay, there's a trajectory of growth and improvement on your product to ensure that it is not where it is last year because human taste is human taste change and people we always crave for new things. So when there is a, a um, how would I put it now? When there is when there seems to be something new within your product, people will definitely uh, stay behind. And the, um, the last one I have is the pricing strategy. Um, the passive value of your products uh, with strong uh, product market fit allows for more competitive pricing. So uh, when your product is highly competitive in price, they can attract and retain customers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, this uh, seems uh, really helpful for, for, for a company. And, but I think there will be some challenges too, right? And then is there any some common challenges and uh, this roadblocks that that, that company facing when they're trying to achieve achieve this yeah. product market fit i think the first thing the first problem is <clears throat> unclear customer needs so when the company or the startup doesn't understand the clear needs of uh of the customers um that's that's a very huge problem so when there's lack of clarity about the target customers and their pain points it can lead to a mismatch between the product and the market. So imagine having a product whereby nobody wants it. That's really not something anybody wants to be in. So companies mm -hmm. should invest in thorough market research and customer interviews to gain a deep understanding of the audience or their potential customers. Second mistake they do is feature overload. I think I've seen this a few times. I think when I worked with uh, a startup sometimes back and uh, they kept wanting to churn out a whole lot of future at the same time, which uh, was not a very good idea because they paid daily for it. Uh, I think the best way to launch a product is to come up with an MVP, whereby your users can grow with your products. I tell I tell people, when Twitter started, Twitter was not looking this way. When Facebook started, Facebook was not looking this way. It was, the UI was really funny. When we look at it back, um, when we take a look back, uh, the features we had now, we didn't have before. These guys grew over time to where they are now. A startup, as a startup, you cannot get to where Facebook is now because Facebook has a lot of history, a lot of work have been put in. They've made a lot of mistakes. And I think what a startup should do is to uh, give out their features part time. So when there's a feature overload, it's actually very dangerous. So what they should do is try to accommodate, trying to accommodate too many features can make the product overly complex and confusing for users. So they should focus on the core value and uh, proposition and prioritize features based on customer feedbacks and needs. I think uh, the third thing is resistance to feedback. So I think I've been here whereby a certain feedback was given to me and I felt it was not uh, visible, but I thank God I, I, I caved in and it turned out to, the best, to be the best decision. So companies should not be resistant to negative feedback. When there is a feedback, you should, you should not be fall in love with your solution, you should go back and uh, ensure that uh, you look into it and uh, embrace the customer feedback, even if it challenges your assumption and be open to make uh, necessary adjustments. And, uh, and something else that happens is insufficient resources. When there is insufficient resources, there is little or not so much uh, a startup can do. And also competition. When the market is uh, saturated, entering a current market, well-established competitors can be really challenging. I think uh, that's part of the problem. And also scaling too early. So when uh, a premature scaling, premature scaling can divert resources from refining product market fit and doing something else instead of 
coming out with the direct products or the projects, you now uh, decide to scale when it's not your time. I think all this can be really dangerous to the product market feeds of a product or of a startup. Uh, yeah. 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 This. Uh... This uh, this challenge is is uh, is a facing, and I I think uh, that uh, different company or different this uh, uh, business model, different this industries, they have different different problem, different challenging, and uh, different goals they want to achieve. And how does yeah. the concept of this uh, product market fit apply to different industries or different business models like? Uh, B2B, B2C, or even e-commerce? Yeah, definitely for B2B, which is a business-to-business -business, uh, startups, uh, product market fees involves uh, understanding the specific needs of businesses and how the products can address their pain points and improve their operations. So building relationships and delivering value to key decision makers is very, very crucial. So uh, for B2C, uh, you have to ensure that uh, your products uh, meet the needs and desires of your individual uh, consumers. So understanding your consumer behaviors, the preferences, uh, purchasing habits, their behavioral patterns is key to ensure that you achieve this. And also um, software as a service that SaaS companies, uh, this involves delivering solutions that if it um, effectively solve customers' problems and provide seamless user experiences, uh, I think frequent updates yeah, and feature enhancements uh, based on customer feedback is one of the um, vital core points for SaaS companies to achieve product market fit. And for e-commerce, uh, it means uh, offering products that match the demands, the tastes, and uh, of the target audience. Building a user-friendly website, optimizing checkout processes, and providing uh, exceptional customer service contributes to achieving a, a very good uh, product market fit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, thank you. And I think um, uh, all of this, uh, this uh, despite all of this difference, there, there could be something in common, right? And uh, how does this uh, product market fit related to the uh, overall, this overall pro product development process? And can you come, okay, the product development process, okay. Uh, Product market fit. Product market fit is a core element for all. Sorry for the overall product development process, influencing various stages and decisions, uh, from the product, uh, from the problem formulation phase to defining the problem, to the ideation, to uh, uh, um, brainstorming, coming out to product solution, to rapid prototyping, uh, to test and um, coming up with the designs of the products, to testing. Uh, I think product market fit affects all of this. So um, I think the first thing is the role of cross-functional teams is, in, is essential in achieving product market fit. Uh, one is research and discovery. So you must collaborate in market research and uh, customer discovery to identify opportunities, validate assumptions, and gain insights into customer needs. Also product strategy. Teams need to work together to define product vision, uh, the target market, and the value proposition. Uh, uh, product market fit considerations shape the overall product strategy. And we also have a product development. Uh, we see the teams who collaborate in the development of the products, prioritizing features and enhancements based off customer fit and, uh, and market insights. And we also have testing and validation, whereby teams work together to test the product performance and gather feedback from early adopters 
and early adopters and iterate uh, based on user responses. And uh, we also have our marketing and sales and also customer support. Yeah, well, thank you. This offer today, you already give us a simple, short, that easy, under, easy to understand of this, uh, all of this overview of product market fit from its uh, definition to to how to use it and uh, what the influence and uh, uh, to the challenging it, it may facing when achieve it and uh, to the last of this the 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 the, the uh, overall uh, product development development it's really good thank you thank you Kelly thank you yeah, thank really you. thanks thank a lot you. for yeah. for share, sharing us share, sharing with uh, with uh, all the audience uh, of Yankee Hall. Really, thanks a lot. Discuss with uh, Caleb, and uh, I think uh, we we can have more discussion in in Telegram group in in anywhere. I think on Nostra on our platform under the yeah uh, yeah the the article comments is really good good stuff. Good platform to discuss to sharing. And thank you for supporting to Yakiho. Thank you again, Caleb. Yeah, yeah you no, no problem. I look I look forward to doing this another time very soon. Yeah, that's that's gonna be cool. When when you got another idea, another stuff want to share, just contact me. We can schedule another another one for for you. That's gonna be great. Okay, thank you, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, guys.